Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's begin, motherfuckers. Let me just check my levels. You can't... Hello! ba 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 That's definitely how you normally speak. Vieira's punching the shit out of the worms. Will the invertebrate Roy Keane please stand up? It's the Football Ramblers, Tuesday, 19th of October. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Luke Moore. Welcome to the Football Ramble, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Giving you a bit of Marcus flavour there. Big substitute teacher vibes here. Big mm. substitute teacher. I'm not the substitute teacher. It's when the headmaster has to kind of spend an afternoon looking after the PE class. You're a headmaster, are you? And I'm yeah. a headmaster. And you How's that a... school doing? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible in the Ofsted. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. And the, and the head teacher's all normally only got a pair of like 40-year-old shorts <laughs> yeah. that he never wears. <laughs> And you've, and you've got the lining as long yeah, perish. Alan Partridge shorts. But it's lovely to be here. Not done this for a little while. Um, Monday night saw some high-end yellow cards being dished out. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it's four games at home to Palace without a win for Arsenal. Business as usual, yeah, Jim. Yeah, apparently so. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah, uh, yeah that was really frustrating. 
Game to watch. <laughs> it was not ultimately quite satisfying. Watching... The beginning was good and the end was good. Yeah. Um, the middle, the but, sandwich was very yeah. much dog shit. Exactly. Yeah. The sandwich was, was quite rubbish. Yeah. Um, it's a very attacking lineup, which I was quite mm. excited about. Thomas Party, the only sort of really. Um, really looked like he was going to be doing all of the kind of defensive work in the midfield, mm. um, but it was actually his, quite a conservative a few times He as did, well. <laughs> yeah. He had, a, he had a bit of a rusty game. And it's annoying because those the two goals Arsenal conceded, I think, are eminently avoidable. Mm. Christian Benteke is having a brilliant time against us. It's like, what? He's like, he's like low key become quietly effective again. Yeah, mm. you know, well, people, people, he's, he's, he gets a confidence boost from us every year. People wrote him off as an absolute busted flush, but he quietly has just started to rebuild his time uh, in the <laughs> Premier League. Um, I've asked, you know what, I thought it had the makings of a very uncomfortable evening for Mikel Arteta. Yeah. In, yeah. Uh, given that, you know, when compared to Patrick Vieira, Mikel Arteta is very much a paper lion of a legend at Arsenal. I mean, you know, played there for... It's quite. It's been quite overstated, hasn't it, how much of a legend he is and was at the club. I think, actually, Arteta, I would say he's perhaps a little bit underrated as a player because he came. He put a lot of fires out, essentially. But, but, people, but, but people were justifying his appointment as the new manager as saying, well, he's a legend at the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and really... Compared to Patrick Vieira, yeah. you're right, yeah. But yeah, it was... Uh, I mean, it's a salvage point, which is a good thing, but it doesn't make it a good result. Um, mm. So, it's, again, it's just like... Arsenal's defensive work has been a lot better lately, but mm. then Gabriel's just done too easily for Benteke's goal. Um, obviously, Thomas Partey leaving the ball away is a nightmare um, for, the, for the second one and as the well. The Conga. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, yeah, no, the Conga rather. And um, Ben White, I think, and Aaron Ramsdale could both have done a lot better on the second one. It's just like, yeah. that could have been a comfortable 2-0 win, or maybe not a comfortable 2-0 win, but a hard-fought 2-0 win, but... Arsenal just made it really, really difficult. And obviously, you know, credit to, to Palace. They were really, really good in in pouncing on those mistakes. And that's mm. a huge part of what football is. So perhaps I'm doing them a disservice by saying that. Um, would it be but fair it was really frustrating to watch from where I was sat. Jim, would it be fair that uh, Patrick Vieira kind of invited that pressure on his own team by making so many defensive changes? Uh, well, <laughs> and Arsenal went, oh, you're doing that, are you? Well, we'll have a go then. Yeah, we'll put an extra attacker in. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I don't know, to mm. be honest. Um, I, they broke Osaka. Annoying. Yeah, yeah that was need, a horrible standing. We need the sucker attitude adjustment, so how, to speak. How, <laughs> attitude adjustment. <laughs> I, I, I think that I've personally thought that was a red card. Yeah, yeah. Red card. <laughs> I agree. Ooh, yeah. That's bold. We'd be it? top of the league if that had been. Who, so, so the quote was that it was a, it was a strong yellow. Who actually said that it was like a, an upper echelon? Yellow? I don't really know what that means. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what that it, was a, means. it was the VAR, wasn't it? Right. Okay. That, what, a high-end yellow card. A high-end yeah. yellow card. They're drunk with tech power aren't yeah. they you can't go add in rules a mere fair Maserati showroom we start, of a yellow card are we, are we getting like um, a nuclear bomb of a yellow card <laughs> yeah. are, we, are we getting like stages within the cards themselves now? Yeah. seems that way like it yeah. becomes like some kind of like um, like a Pantone colour or a Dulux paint yeah. swatch combined with a telethon totaliser <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh, pushed it over the top it's definitely a red yeah. um, I, I just think you know look this game was the game and it, I thought Palace were the better team personally mm. I thought that um, they were it was it was a great Monday night um, Monday night affair, great end to the Premier League match week because we have to call it that these days. But I just think if you are a genuine midfield legend at Arsenal and you roll into town with a team that oh dare I say are more unfashionable than you are a smaller club than you, and you have been able to deliver a performance like that, I would be feeling very uncomfortable as Mikel Arteta, not mm. just with the mm. reception he received, Vieira, and rightly so, because he's a legend there. The way he got his team to play, everything he's done at the club. What did Arteta win at Arsenal? A couple of FA Cups? Yeah. And Vieira, what, three League Cups and four FA Cups? 
league titles. You would, yeah, league, you sorry, league titles, sorry, not yeah, league I cups. think it would be, yeah, it would be three. Three and four, yeah. yeah. Three. So, you know, he's, he's basically out. If it's top trumps, mm. and football is really top trumps, yeah. Um, Vieira's beating them. If you, if you pull up a Mikel Arteta and I've got a Vieira, you're not beating me. No, I guess not. So, yeah, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't be too worried about that if I was Mikel Arteta, <laughs> to be honest. No, it's important. Yeah. Well, uh, well, Vieira said uh, on reacting to the last minute equaliser, he said, I've always been calm, even in the tunnel. Kind of harking back to the Gary the Neville, Roy Keane thing, thing yeah. which yeah, I thought yeah, was yeah. a lovely little, little, little dig. Quite frank. Yeah. Little dig. Yeah. I can do the old, I can play the hits back. as well, Gary. <laughs> on Monday Night Football. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the 90s? Yeah. I do. <laughs> Jim, is Martin Odegaard shit now? <laughs> he's yeah he he's, he's gone down game. the Joel Willock he's, Highway a little bit hasn't his he? form has been a bit of a worry actually mm. and he looked a bit of a passenger yesterday um, ML Smith Rowe really caught the eye in mm. contrast and I know probably comparing them isn't helpful but um, yeah he needs to I don't know he needs to take the games by the scruff of the neck a little bit more his, his forward passing is generally very positive and something that we really really need but um, he needs a big performance in fact the team do the team needs to click and just smash someone mm. which is what you expect of, of any of the teams that you would expect really to be in the upper echelons of the, of the Premier League it may, maybe makes me think oh, maybe even that's too much of an expectation now but yeah I think, I think also what he suffered from was the idea that Palace just didn't give Arsenal a moment's peace really, yeah, apart they were really from those- good on that. A couple of those bits you mentioned mm. at the start and at the end. I mean, the end is the end. I mean, it's a set piece. Yeah. You know, it's you know, not taking anything away from Lacazette, who, who's you know, a little bit hard done by, I think, at the moment. And, you know, Arsenal got, got a draw and, and well done to them. But that's a fortunate goal at the end. I don't think you can lay that down to any kind of pattern of play or anything no, no. like that. And Arsenal obviously started well. In between that, the reason that Odegaard looked a little bit pedestrian is because he's just completely crowded out of it. The agenda mm. was set, really, by um, Conor Gallagher who was absolutely fantastic. Again, mm. looks like he's destined for the very, very top. He set the tone. Everyone knew their job. Everyone at Palace was busy. It looked, They looked to me, it's quite funny because you look at a team like Arsenal and you look at a team like Man United and, and you think, I don't know what they do all week on the training yeah, ground yeah, because yeah. they've got good players. <laughs> yeah. right? And, and he, he picks a team that he picks and, and Arteta does change it around a fair bit, but he picks a team he picks and you look at a team like Palace and you go, well, I can see what they've been doing all week. Yeah. And they've been they've been gearing up for this game all week. They've come back from international break. They've trained. They've worked on their shape. They've done all the stuff you expect them to do. And they've become very close to getting a result. I don't know if Arteta is capable of doing that with Arsenal. And I certainly don't think Solskjaer is capable of doing that with Man United, yeah. right? Is that fair? I think, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I think... With Was it harsh? I think, no, I don't think it is harsh. I think it's slightly different, obviously, with the two clubs. I feel like there's a hope for the best kind of feel with, with Solskjaer sometimes, which may be unfair. With Arteta, I feel like... He does have a plan, but it's just it's just not getting through to the players. I yeah. think like the Spurs game is perhaps a bit of a weird example because Spurs weren't particularly good, and obviously it's a derby game, so it's you know it's a, it's a bit different. But I think that's how he, yeah, that's how they play in his head. Yeah, but I yeah, don't yeah, think yeah, he can yeah. always get them to do so, that. So, and I feel like when 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 Palace equalised, and again when they scored, you look at the pattern of the game. And you look at how much attacking talent is already on the field, and therefore, you know, it's like, well, this is this is the team that should be able to change this. And you think, I don't know how, I don't know how they're going to turn this around. Well, There's nothing they've done so far to show me that they're going to set the agenda and take this by the scruff of the neck and just like actually go, look, this is this is our game, and we're we're gonna we're gonna punish you rather than you set the tempo, which is what really happened. Yeah, uh, Nicolas yeah. Pepe is a funny one as well. Like he's quite effective; he makes things happen, but. It reminds me of myself playing a video game. Right. Like, once it gets a little bit too complicated, oh, like ammunition. a stealth game, <laughs> right. like I'll, yeah. it'll get a little bit complicated and then I'll just panic and just stab everyone. Yeah. And my cover's yeah, blown. Yeah. 
yeah. and it's like ah. So Pepe's kind of, really as soon as his cover's now. blown, he's just running around, setting alarms yeah, off. Exactly. Does like, a couple of really really good things, and then it's all for nothing. <laughs> um, what what would be the video game example of uh, you know a simile or metaphor for uh, Ben White who who refuses to watch any of just uh, the Patrick, world's most boring man Patrick no Vieira stuff? He basically said that he basically said that he'd never seen Patrick Vieira play because yeah. he's quite busy. I, I quite, quite like busy it. actually being a Premier League footballer. So, but Rob Green Do you like that detachment? Well, Rob Green and Benoit Asuakotu, who obviously do world beaters, mm. didn't really um, yeah. watch football either, did they? And I think, I think yeah, I'm, I'm who's, not going to... Who's the guy yeah. on Sky Sports that Andy doesn't like? He, oh, I he, don't know. He, he, he did an interview with Ben White did the other day. Did he show day. you his list? Um, um, he did an interview with Ben White the other day, and uh, it was the worst, one of the worst interviews I've ever seen. Right. And um, including a question where he said, so your name's actually Benjamin? And, he go, and Ben White goes, yeah, he says, so what? Why, 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 why do you ask for people to call you Benjamin? And Ben White just went, "Well, it's just my name." <laughs> so it was that level of insight. Yeah, yeah. And then he said in that interview that he doesn't really watch any football because he trains in the morning. Mm. I think he might have, possibly have a young family, maybe not. But he's got other things he does in the afternoon. Yeah. Mm. He seems like a very boring man. There's no, it's just my opinion. There's nothing necessarily inherently wrong with that. And he's very young. People might think that's a bit rich yeah. coming from me. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But I do think actually. It could be symbolic of a wider point because you're talking about the comparison between Arteta and Solskjaer. Solskjaer feels like, to me, like, you know, the town mayor that everyone ignores, right? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a mayor of a really wealthy town and everyone's really powerful and everyone yeah. just ignores him, right? And he's, and it may, you know what he's like? He's like a leader of a tour group, a particularly unruly tour group. Yeah. And he, all he's capable of doing is a head count. Mm. Sometimes that goes wrong mm. uh, and, he, and he doesn't know what he's doing. Wrong Arte- choice for best man. Yeah, I think absolutely. <laughs> I think Arteta feels like he feels like himself, like he's the only sane one in the village of the damned. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. He's, he's he's trying to do all the right things, mm. but it's just never it's just never working. And I think with Ben White, maybe what should have happened is someone should have got into Ben White because we all know that there's five million fucking player liaisons at every football club. I did I did an interview once with the Arsenal groundsman, mm. and three people were in the office with me. Right. Wow. Checking what I was asking. Right. Get into Ben White and say, you know, Patrick Vieira, he's like a club legend. Yeah. He's one of the invincibles. He won the double of Arsenal. Yeah, you might want to find a little dogged. bit about it. He's quite dogged. At least, at least learn this line. Right. Yeah. Okay. He's well, one of the best players in Arsenal's history. You know, of course, I know Patrick Vieira is. I do. But it's important. Those little details I do are important. Like it. I do like it. But well, I also think it's important for a, for a player to be able to just be themselves, mm. even if that isn't necessarily something that fits with the kind of media machine that we've, we, we are. You know that we have in football now. Incorrect. PR is king. Captain Scarlet. Yeah. Mikel Arteta. Obviously, he's not having the best time with the Holloway Drip Boys. But the <laughs> man who fell foul of uh, a particularly um, warm court back in the day was Arsene Wenger. He has invited the men's national team managers to discuss his biennial uh, World Cup plans. It all kicks off today. I hope you've prepped your hilarious Zoom backgrounds, guys. So he's going to be talking to a lot of international managers about we, how the World Cup's going to work. No club managers. We've not been invited. Are invi- no, we've no. not been invited, no. What other stuff do you think they'll come up with? What's, what's their plans for the for the Zoom session, do you reckon? The Microsoft Teams. Apparently, Southgate, Gareth Southgate, have, have blanked the invite. Oh, has he? Saying he's not going to He's not really? going to attend. He's yeah. going to pretend that he, he's not he can't get the invite link. He's clicked the wrong link. He's clicked the one that goes to the phone. Oh, rather yeah, than I, was the... in, I was in the waiting room. Oh, yeah. And my yeah. cat scratched to get out. So I just have to <laughs> my go. camera isn't working. My yeah. mic isn't working. Mm. Presumably it's going to be quite a short discussion, this. Well, this it <laughs> feels a bit like a summons, doesn't it? It's kind of got a real like galactic empire feel to it. <laughs> yes. that, that's a lot of national team managers, mm. surely. Oh, that's yeah, a ridiculous so. amount of people on a Zoom call. But what, why does... It's going to be unruly, isn't it? It's it going to have to put your hand up to talk. Why... Meet yourselves and just listen. <laughs> why does a, why doesn't 
otherwise very, very well respected and rightly so, mm. elder statesman of football in Arsene Wenger, continue to think this is a good idea because people think, oh, maybe he's just being paid to have these opinions, right? And that's yeah. a, probably a, a problem with a lot of uh, organisational bodies, mm. shall we say. But Wenger seems like he was higher-minded than this as a manager yeah. and as a thinker in the game. And this is so obviously a bad idea. I don't fully really understand why he's kind of pursuing it. It just seems completely inauthentic that he would mm. think this is a good idea. Well, he says they're just exploring it and that they need to explore it. Like, well, they're exploring it quite aggressively. You... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's like I'm exploring the idea of finding out about that person down the road by me lives near me by going through all of their bins. <laughs> yeah. Technically, you are exploring it, but it's quite an aggressive move. What yeah. insight. I know, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, we're going to be uh, taking a shot. Advertorial, this is John, and we'll be back with more football because that's what we do here on the Football Ramble. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, I'm Hazel Hayes. And I'm Sheehan Todd. And welcome to our brand new podcast, We're Not Fucking Historians. It sounds like I'm saying we're not fucking historians. Yeah, we're saying we're not experts. We're not historians ourselves. Not that we're not having sex with historians. No historians getting fucked on this pod. Zero historians getting fucked on this podcast. We are, in fact, your alternative guide to Irish history. Every week we prize open the history books and find a new tale from the Emerald Isle's colourful past. We're exploring Ireland's traditions, its rich heritage and its long, proud history of being invaded by literally anyone with a boat. The Vikings were showing up at the monastery going, where's that booty? The earliest booty it's call. <laughs> it's the booty call you didn't want. 50 Scandinavian Vikings showed up. Or our biggest celeb, St Paddy. He says he prayed up to 100 times a day and sometimes during the night. <laughs> That's what a five-year-old would say. I prayed 100 times, I swear. Patrick also said he was fastest in his slippers. <laughs> He's a fucking belly bullshitter. If, like us, you're the kind of person who's interested in history but not so interested that you'd go read a book about it or listen to actual experts, then this is the show for you. This is history done differently with a couple of facts and plenty of crack. So, join us on our journey through Ireland's past. Search We're Not Historians on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember... We're not fucking fucking historians. historians. (laughs) Sorry, I was far too fast there. 
We're not fucking historians is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Nutmeg, cinnamon, and half a teaspoon of salt. And now the special bit is it's going to have quite a lot of boots. Where are you? Just loud, isn't it? Still insist to this day she wasn't drunk. <laughs> Welcome back <laughs> to the Football Ramble. Uh, now it's time for some emails. You've some email, lads? Yeah, why yeah. not? Right. <laughs> I forgot that one. A little bit Pokemon, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Also sounds like it was recorded like in secret. Like, under, <laughs> in a cupboard under style, the stairs. In the yeah, yeah. yeah. Very whispery. Yeah. Ollie Bailey's been in touch. With the news that FIFA are considering ending their decades-long affiliation with EA for the popular FIFA franchise, what do the great minds at the Football Ramble think EA should do? I guess we'll ask them. A rebrand with Keegan? A change to Sven Soccer Madness? EA Soccer Ball to entice US audiences? The opportunities are endless and they could, but they probably won't, take the franchise in an exciting new direction. Just look at what Pro Evo has done in its new eFootball guys and its downright haunting player models. Have you seen those players? No, models? what is it? What's They're all incredible. About? So, so, uh, is this the one you, sh- you, sh- you sent me a picture of Messi? The Messi that one? one. Yes, yeah, who looks like he's sad about something. Sad and hopeful Haunted. at the same time. Uh, yeah, uh, so Pro Evo, they uh, released uh, a new um, free-to-play, free-at-the-point-of-access uh, uh, video game because FIFA don't make all of their money, or EA don't make all of their money, um, or the grand portion of their money, um, through actually selling the video game itself. It's all about the FIFA coins the and the boxing. online stuff and the loot box, all that shit. Uh, but uh, Pro Evo obviously saw that Konami and thought, well, well, we'll do that. We'll we'll put it into a new engine. I think they're going for the Unreal Engine and uh, and and make it all bells and whistles. And it looks atrocious. It really <laughs> does. Yeah. And people notice that. Sort Unreal of thing. Engine, That's though, can they're... you do like stealth murders on it? <laughs> you can, yeah. A little Maybe bit I could live action. out that Nicholas Pepe fantasy. <laughs> um, like you say, you say that. I mean, most of the um, money made by EA for for FIFA is in app purchases, right? What you yeah. basically saying? It's still sixty quid to buy it. Oh, it's very expensive. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I bought it for the PS4 without the option of a PS5 upgrade, and then my PS4 immediately died. Right. So if you buy, if, Human. If, so if I was to subsequently buy a PS5, mm. my version of FIFA 22 wouldn't work. I believe you have to buy the a, a special edition <laughs> to get the update. Thinks you could get a PS5. Oh, yeah. like <laughs> All right, mate. Nerd. Where do you live? 2025, prick. Yeah. I know, there are some people who've, who've purchased them. Yeah, yeah, that's so, true. I mean, you can't Maybe deny that. Overtook the uh, switch in Japan. There's a difference between my attitude and your two attitude. I think if someone's got to get him, why not be me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm never going to get that because I'm such a loser. Lottery winner. Well, it's loser. never going to be me, is it? Oh, <laughs> old me, pathetic. So, so Jim basically says we're going to be um, in 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 match stealth kills. Yeah, I'm, for the new I'm FIFA kind game. of in for that. Yeah, I think so. Because it's a waste of the engine, otherwise, isn't damn it? Damn right. I, don't, I, I mean, the attraction with FIFA to me, I play with FIFA with big pav, right? Co-op mm. seasons. And all that happens is we repeatedly just get hammered by what by I assume a couple children. of 12-year-old kids. Yeah. And uh, then they sometimes even send you DMs. On, that's changed my privacy settings. They sometimes send you DMs just going, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. You mute people on Twitter. You, 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 They're more you, nimble. You, you, you mute your DMs. I'm precious Why can't flower. you take Very criticism, Luke? I know. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, why... Do we know why FIFA are considering this? They just want more money from EA, presumably. Yeah, FIFA are going... You're making a lot of money out of this. Yeah. Out of this. Can we have some the, more money, the, please? They're probably also thinking this is the only part of everything we do that doesn't get any flack. <laughs> so we need to maximise this revenue stream. That's <laughs> probably what they're thinking. Definitely. Um, thank you for that, uh, mm-hmm. Ollie. Simon Cornwall's also been in touch with some keggy news. Mm-hmm. Strap yourselves in. 
After reading this new story at the weekend, I thought it was a shoe-in for some top ramble content on the Monday show, so I was amazed it wasn't in the running order. I guess it hasn't landed in your inbox yet, so here you go. A headline in the Chronicle. Newcastle United legend Kevin Keegan strolls into CBD shop and takes selfie with shocked owner. <laughs> shocked. Get out of here, you're going to smash everything. Yeah. Yeah. The owner said, I was standing here as normal and Kevin peeped inside. So I invited him in. Like a vampire. I mean, <laughs> like a, a nice vampire. It's a shop. So you can yeah. just walk in. <laughs> uh, his wife came as well. Kevin had some coffee and his wife had some CBD tea and cakes. He asked me to play Bob Marley's No Woman No Cry. And we <laughs> Did <just> he really? <laughs> this yeah. is not true. Oh, right, okay. And, and uh, we just chatted about football and life. So <laughs> Kevin's wife is into the old Biff the Cakes. They're not biff the cakes. Like well, CBD no. is different. You can't, you don't have same any, family, you isn't can't it? have any tea. Same family. Same family. <laughs> Please, you're not a high court judge. Yeah, we're drugging it. <laughs> yeah. no, this, this is, I mean, this was in the in the, the chronicle. Apparently, it's true. It? So Apparently, it's true. Do they have a like a cakey correspondent? And if not, can we fund that? Oh, that'd so, be brilliant. Just uh, following Kevin Keegan yeah. around all the time. I think what's happened here is Keegan has got Keggy's gone into the CBD shop, started talking about it, saying all the stuff that you just said about getting high. Yeah. And as a joke, probably said, "Can you play No Woman No Cry" by Bob Marley? Because he associates that right, with okay. the active ingredient THC of marijuana. Yeah. Okay. That's my that's my read. <laughs> that's very much our solicitors' read as well. <laughs> uh, do do send your rude daubings or whatever you've got for a short footballramble dot com. You can tweet our social accounts at footballramble. Angleterre's tear up in the finals have been rewarded uh, with a two match stadium ban, one to save for later, one suspended. Uh, England aren't going to be playing their next uh, international match in front of their fans for all the pearl clutching and the and the necessary uh, quite necessary hand wringing about teams out east who have been banned from their own stadiums. Are we that much better? No, are we, I mean, are we, are we to, that much better than them? We have to, uh, we have to take that same punishment, don't we? Absolutely, mm. it was a disgrace what happened at the final. It was, it was genuinely 5, really, really depressing. Ticketless, five thousand ticketless supporters making it into the stadium, laser pointers being waved around. It's not, yeah. it's not great, is it? Just a lot of horrible, horrible behaviour. Mm. Um, just really, really disappointing. So, yeah, I mean. I think this punishment is very well deserved. You have to welcome it, really. We can't go around no, exactly. saying that other other countries deserve to be kicked out of things and banned and sanctioned, and then then not um not take that punishment ourselves. And hopefully, it will be something that will make the sort of people that go and do that not do it. Mm. Well, look, I, I think I think you know this is this is something that's been in the pipeline for a while, isn't it? And the and the announcement came last night or this morning or whatever. And this is if you look at the process that happened ahead of this game for, for this stuff to, to have actually then manifested itself in a problematic way. You're talking about the FA and the Met Police who submit their plan for this final for sign-off by UEFA, who sign it off and say, mm-hmm. okay, this is what you're going to do. Now, you haven't got to be you know an expert in policing to realise that actually what's approaching... What 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 the Met Police are approaching now is hardly fit for purpose. I mean, yeah. you haven't you haven't you haven't got to look too far at recent events to understand that actually, really, they're not they're not doing a brilliant job at the moment. And it feels like there might be a reckoning coming for that particular organisation. The FA have had endless, it seems, scandal of various different stripes over the last few generations, probably going back even further than that. And then UEFA signed off on this, but are also sanctioning England for this. Now, so there's a lot of stuff to kind of unpick there. What is absolutely clear is that this was in the post from the semi-final onwards. Mm. I mean, I was at the semi-final mm. and it was, I thought, and I think I said at the time, and people can go back and check if they really can, I'm fairly certain I said it at the time. What I witnessed in the stadium at the semi-final was dangerous. Mm. I, think, I think if England had lost that game, 
uh, it could have been really, really problematic. Mm. I think the the lack of effective ticketing, the lack of organisation within the stadium, no one could get anywhere near their seats. Everyone was standing up. It was far too overcrowded where I was standing behind the goal. I couldn't and get... And reduced over... capacity as well. Well, and that's the thing. And coming on to the reduced capacity idea in, in the final, I mean, even now, I think, the FA say, oh, a couple of hundred people got into the stadium. <laughs> if you look at a photo... Of, of Wembley for the final, mm. which was apparently a 65,000 capacity, reduced capacity, it's almost completely full before yeah. the kickoff. Yeah. So there's thousands. Of, I, I don't even think 5,000 is... is, mm. is I think that's far too conservative. And then you factor in the idea that this... It cannot be credible that between them, the FA and the Met Police do not know how big an event this is mm. for the, our country's national sport. The first final they've appeared in 50-odd years... And there's nothing set up as a contingency. There's no... The, it wasn't effectively policed. There was no... Re, I mean, if it's, if it's exactly the same as it was with the semi, which it looks like, um, and it, it was probably worse, actually, based on what I've heard, um, there was no proper organisation. You guys remember, the game was due to kick off whenever it was due to kick off. About 11 that morning, Wembley Way was already completely yeah. overrun. Mm. It could have been a lot worse. The big fucking takeaway from this is it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Now, look, it's not racism... Uh, from as far as I know, and it's not been reported as racism. Um, it's it's a different issue to the hungry thing you've alluded to there, Pete, which of course should be dealt with in the harshest terms mm. possible. And mm. I've already said that, and we've all said that on this show. But England, I think, quite lucky to get away with a one matcher here. Yeah, with I agree. One, with mm. one suspended. I agree. I think yeah. this and, is. And if it doesn't impact, I agree with what Jason Burt said of um, uh, I think he's of the Telegraph on the radio yesterday. I, I think you know there's there's a massive amount of PR cleared up now to, for, 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 for England and the FA to say, oh, don't worry, this won't affect the 2030 World Cup bid. Mm. Well, it probably fucking should. Yeah, absolutely. Because, because, because if you can't deal with this, how do you expect to be able to deal with it again in the future? I mean, also, yeah. I mean, you know, in terms of the 2030 bid, I remember interviews at the time from people that actually broke into the stadium. It's, it's known as jibbing, isn't it? And it's, it's, right. Wembley has been known as, as something very vulnerable to it. There's almost a sort of... I hesitate to use the word, but a culture of doing that amongst yeah. amongst some supporters. So mm. it will be vulnerable again in future if they don't learn the lessons from this. Well, ultimately, sorry, Pat, I was just going to say very quickly something I forgot to mention, but I do think it's very important. Ultimately, of course, the responsibility for this effectively lies in the people who are exhibiting this behaviour, right? Yeah. And this has been something that's bubbling under for a very long time now. I talked about it at the... Um, at the um, Portsmouth. Final. Yeah, at the yeah. EFL... EFL Cup final, but not not if, sorry. I wish it was the EFL Cup final, um, <laughs> the, the trophy. Um, it was appalling the behaviour. Now, yeah. what I mean by that is, I don't think anyone in there was necessarily committing any kind of crime, apart from the uh, the uh, occasional isolated incident. But the general behaviour of, of of younger, mostly younger football fans, who for some reason now glorify the years that happened 20, 25 years ago and think this is the way you're supposed to behave yeah, yeah. and that going to a football game now is essentially an excuse to behave in an appalling way and get away with it. There's a huge part of that. For me though, it's very much, uh, you know, it, it's, it all stems from the paint in the air at the box park for me. It's very much like, look at what I'm doing. I'm supporting the team uh, in, more a more in a more yeah. rambunctious yeah. way than you yeah. are and I'm doing it for the gram and, uh, well, in both senses. Uh, well, that is you know, another problem. It's another problem, yeah. The, the drugs, drugs in, in, in football have gotten worse. You don't have to go very far to sort of see lads doing it off keys in in every uh, ground of the length and breadth of the country, and, and it's and it and it creates for a very very different atmosphere than just booze. Can't can't watch uh, you can't uh, watch the match while uh, while drinking a pint of beer, but you can uh, yeah dip, dip, you dip your finger in a little bag, can't you? It's I've a, seen that enough times recently. It's a societal problem as well because yeah. I I don't know what so I, I'm old enough unfortunately to remember what it was like going to watch. Football, league, you know, 
football league matches in the early 90s. Mm. And to be honest, like looking back on it now, I was probably too young to really appreciate that time. It's a bit crap. You know, people who weren't, you know, women weren't really welcome. Families weren't really welcome. There was a designated tiny family stand at Fratton Park. We, women and families weren't really welcome, right? Mm. And I don't understand why. And of course, there was a much, you know, much bigger problem with racism, which we've still got to sort out now, but it was certainly a lot more prevalent back then. And I don't really understand what it is about the mostly, in my experience, and I speak of somebody who, you know, grew up working class, you know, working class young men who for some reason want to glorify this behaviour. When England were winning against Denmark and they beat them in the semi-final of the Euros and the summer just gone by, a lot of the young lads around me with their tops off were far more interested in goading the stewards mm. than they were celebrating the win. Mm-hmm. And if, if you can't celebrate the moment then, you're not really, football's probably not for you. Yeah. Mm. yeah, You're doing it for a different reason. And, and that, and that, that behaviour is pervasive throughout a lot of young football fans now. I don't really know why. Maybe because mm. I'm old and I can't understand anything anymore. Just, I mean, got the services and uh, you don't have a police uh, service um, uh, worth worth it, worth assault and, and also that, that affects uh, young men as well. Uh, the FA have commissioned an independent, re- independent review into the proceedings but uh, are still disappointed by the suspension. How can you be annoyed about the suspension and the <laughs> sanctions if you don't know actually what went on? It, it's yeah. very, very bizarre. They love kicking things in the long grass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're uh, going to investigate this. Authority. We have got the results yet but we're pissed off. Yeah. We're pissed off yeah. that we got sanctioned. We're trying to, they're just trying to save face. <laughs> <laughs> out of a sort of autopilot do you know what yeah. I mean yeah they should they should accept that with some grace I think how long ago was it that the head of the FA had to resign because of ridiculous comments he made it was like almost like, probably was, less than a year yeah. ago mm. go for 2030 reuse World Cup willy save a bit of money for yeah. well, you, is, that, is that you offering officially to submit the, the graphic design for the new mascot I will draw from memory World Cup willy I'm up for that I'm up for that yeah uh, so tonight in the Champions League Atleti host Liverpool um, of course they, they knock them out a couple of years ago. They've only lost one European fixture at the Metropolitano, but they're not looking great in Europe this 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 season, uh, but they haven't conceded. So I'm kind of like flip-flapping all over the place, lads. I don't no, know they, who's going to be winning this one. They won in Milan, and they, they drew, was you're talking about them drawing at home to Porto, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah fair enough. They mm. Obviously, they haven't really got going in terms of their goal scoring yet. Mm. But. So much narrative, though. This is where the European Cup was lifted by Liverpool not that long ago. Oh, and how good do Liverpool look at the moment, by the way. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. they're a joy to watch, aren't they? And obviously, Atletico are really good at blunting that. So this could be brilliant mm. or absolutely turgid. <laughs> Klopp, Klopp, Klopp's already fired off at uh, Simeone, hasn't he? Yes. He says he likes and respects him as a man, but he doesn't like the football he plays. I, I, if you're Simeone, I don't think you can untangle those two things. <laughs> no, no. Exactly. That is a, that is a dig at him as a man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jota, Allison, and Fabinho are back after their international commitments. Will Fabs retain his place, get his place back off James Milner? though who played incredibly well at the weekend who knows I mean <laughs> surely you've got to rest your Milner at this point <laughs> if you have so. one rest your Milner let him sleep for crying is out loud is that a phrase is it rest your Milner rest your Milner is that what you have to do take, your, take away like a, like rest a, your Milner like a Mogwai in Gremlin yeah. <laughs> uh, finally for now though at one stadium in Spain that's in a rather fragile state at the moment the new camp uh, the, the vice president say that apparently, says that apparently the stadium is in such a, a, a terrible atrocious state they're not allowed <laughs> to turn on the ovens over fears of blowing a fuse. <laughs> That's bad, it's isn't it? It's cold food for everyone. That Apparently, is really bad. They also At the to... new camp. At yeah. the new camp. Get this, they also have to pay a fine after every European match because the ground doesn't comply with European regulations. Wonderful. So it's... it's... I mean, they need it's that just fine, a black hole, they? isn't they it? Really it's a do. black hole of cash, that club. The indignity, the absolute indignity. I know. Jim, wait, they've already been talking to Goldman Sachs for a loan of $1.27 billion for a new one. Woohoo! <laughs> You can't keep a good man you down for long. You can't keep a good man down for crying out That's loud. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the thing about it I don't understand, we're talking about um, 
the idea of PRing yourself. Mm. I mean, why have you the Barcelona vice president? Are you saying this? Is, is, <laughs> is, is, there, is there a motivation to say, you know, this is the old regime, this is what I've inherited? I don't know who Elena Fort, who said this, really is. But if they've um, inherited this situation, I guess it makes sense to kind of distance yourself from the old from the old uh, regime. But mm. if you're part of it, I mean, don't say that. Yeah. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I, I mean, I was in Barcelona recently and the club shop in the airport still had Messi uh, stuff in Did it. it? Like nice. the new kit that he's never worn, presumably. Yeah. Um, still selling it with Messi 10 on the back, just trying to eke out every every penny they can. Mm. When, when, when Portsmouth went through really bad financial... Uh, uh, through a financial disaster, not the most recent time, the time before that, um, when they were in big trouble. The the thing that always sticks in my memory, and the worst thing I can remember, is that someone reported in the back of the local paper that the players were having to take home their own jock straps and washing them. Oh, right? no. And it's that kind of symbolic thing yeah. that really sticks in your mind and really sums up how <laughs> depressed you feel about the whole thing. I think the oven blowing a fuse at Newcamp might be the equivalent of the uh, Pompey yeah. jock strap. <laughs> I think so. Uh, also in uh, Europe, Man City, of course, uh, travel to Club Bruges. Edison and Gabriel Jesus could be back after missing the weekend. Do they need more firepower, Manchester City, at this moment in it's, time? It's been a big conversation. It's, it, I mean... I don't necessarily think it's a... Um, I think I said this before. I don't think it's as big a problem as people are making out. Because Man City went after Kane, mm. because they realised he was available, I don't necessarily think it's like... What what was extrapolated from that was, oh, well, Man City definitely need a striker. Mm. But I don't know if it really was that. No. I think it was just a case of they'll go after the very best players that are available mm-hmm. and they'll make a way, find a way of making it work. They didn't struggle for goals last season. Obviously got to the Champions League final last season as well and were undone in the final by Chelsea, as we all know. I don't think they're necessarily lacking in anything, to be perfectly honest. And mm. what it comes down to with with City under Guardiola is whether they can continue that intensity, whether he can regenerate and rebuild and keep players coming in to keep it fresh and to to buy into what he um what he wants them to do. I don't know if you feel the same way, Jim. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like the thing with City and, and teams at that elite level is that it's even at that top top echelon. It's it's the incremental marginal gains, right? So Harry Kane. Had he been available, would have approved them. Let's get there. That's going to upset uh, players like I don't know Raheem Sterling, for example. Yeah, <laughs> let's buy someone in his position. But I mean, even Ferran Torres, who signed, you know, nominally as a winger, mm. played very, very well and very effectively from them up front. Gabriel Jesus Injured has now, experience. Though, yeah, mm. but Out you know, it's gone happen, hasn't it? Mm. But um, Jesus as well, you know, despite the fact that he identifies as a winger now because it's you know better for him in, in the Brazil setup by all accounts. It's, it's, it's not like he's not played there before. I, I think it's just. Just, um, it's an easily identifiable talking point that won't necessarily. Um, uh, it's not. It's not a crisis, is it? Mm. Well, I, that's. I, what... I, I would, sorry, Peter. I was just going to say I'll, I'll definitely watch this. Um, this game because you know, Club Bruges started well, right? They 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 got a great draw against um, PSG, um, and they're above Man City in the in the little in the Group A at the moment. And of course, Paris Paris Saint Germain have already beaten Man City. So if, if Bruges get a result tonight. Very interesting situation, and by interesting I mean bad for 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 Guardiola and City because not only does it look like because I mean I suppose Man City could beat PSG in at the Etihad, which mm. could change things slightly, but they're under a lot of pressure already. I know yeah. it sounds like I'm overstating it. But the reason for that is even if they come, even if they qualify from their group, they're looking probably likely to come second in their group now, right? Obviously, a lot can change. If you come second in the group, it can become a lot harder for you to progress even further. So. 
you know, interesting situation. Indeed. Um, here at the Football Ramble, that's all we're looking for. As Jim said, easily identifiable talking points. Thank you very much uh, <laughs> to li- for listening to uh, today's Football Ramble, part of the Aircast Creator Network. On tomorrow's show, you got me, you got Jim is back, and Vitushin Ahantaraja. Uh, I like goodbye, Vish, he's one of my favourites. He's one of my favourites <laughs> yeah. too. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Bird. Get out of here, Jim. See you tomorrow. I will. <laughs> goodbye from me as well. Bye. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.